5. In her solarium atop amber glass tower, Doña Vorcenza spent the midnight hour in her favorite chair, peering at the evening's notes. There were reports of the ongoing strife from the Grey King's ascension to Barsavi's seat. More thieves found lying in abandoned buildings with their throats slashed. Vorcenza shook her head. This mess was really the last thing she needed with the affair of the thorn finally coming to a head. Raza had identified and exiled half a dozen of her spies among the gangs. That in itself was deeply troubling. None of them had been aware of one another as agents. So either all of her agents were clumsier than she'd suspected, or Raza was fantastically observant, or there was a breach in her trust at some level above the spies on the street. Damnation! And why had the man exiled them rather than slaying them outright? Was he trying to avoid antagonizing her? He'd certainly not succeeded. It was time to send him a very clear message of her own, to summon this Kappa Raza to a meeting with Stephen, with forty or fifty black jackets to emphasize her points. The elaborate locks to her solarium door clicked, and the door slid open. She hadn't been expecting Stephen to return this evening. What a fortunate coincidence. She could give him her thoughts on the Raza situation. The man that entered her solarium wasn't Stephen Reynard. He was a rugged man, lean-cheeked and dark-eyed. His black hair was slashed with grey at his temples, and he strolled into her most private chamber as though he belonged there. He wore a grey coat, grey breeches, grey hose, and grey shoes. His gloves and vest were grey, and only the silk neckcloths tied casually above his chest had colour. They were blood-red. Doña Vorcenza's heart hammered. She put a hand to her chest and stared in disbelief. Not only had the intruder managed to open the door and done so without taking a crossbow bolt in the back, but there was another man behind him, a younger man, bright-eyed and balding, dressed in a similar grey fashion, with only the bright scarlet cuffs of his coat to set him apart. "'Who the hell are you?' she bellowed, and for a moment that age-weakened voice rose to something like its old power. She rose from her seat, fists clenched, how did you get up here? We are your servants, my lady Vorcenza. Your servants come to pay you our proper respects at last. You must forgive us our previous discourtesy. Things have been so busy of late in my little kingdom. You speak as though I should know you, sir. I ask your name. I have several, said the older man. But now I am called Caparaza. This is my associate, who styles himself the Falconer. And as for now, we came to your truly lovely solarium. He gestured to the Falconer, who held up his left hand, palms spread toward Doña Vorcenza. The coat sleeve fell away, revealing three thick black lines tattooed at his wrist. Gods! Vorcenza whispered. A bond's mage. Indeed, said Caparaza, for which, forgive me, but his art seemed the only way to ensure that your servants would haul us up here, and the only way to ensure that we could enter your sanctum without disturbing you beforehand. I am disturbed now, she spat. What is your meaning here? 
It is past time, said Raza, for my associate and I to have a conversation with the Duke's spider. What are you speaking of? This is my tower. Other than my servants, there is no one else here. True, said Kaparaza. So there is no need to maintain your little fiction before us, my lady. You, said Doña Vorcenza coldly and levelly, are greatly mistaken. Those files behind you, what are they? Recipes? Those notes beside your chair... Does Stephen Reynard give you regular reports on the cuts and colors of this year's new dresses, fresh off the docks? Come, my lady, I have very unusual means of gathering information, and I am no dullard. I would construe any further dissembling on your part as a deliberate insult. I regard your uninvited presence here, said Doña Vorcenza after a moment of consideration, as nothing less. I have displeased you, said Raza, and for that I apologize. But have you any means to back that displeasure with force? Your servants sleep peacefully. Your Reynard and all of your midnighters are elsewhere, prying into my affairs. You are alone with us, Doña Vorcenza, so why not speak civilly? I have come to be civil and to speak in earnest. She stared coldly at him for several moments, and then waved a hand at one of the solarium's armchairs. Have a seat, Master Revenge. I fear there's no comfortable chair for your associate. It will be well, said the falconer. I'm very fond of writing desks. He settled himself behind the little desk near the door, while Raza crossed the room and sat down opposite Doña Vorcenza. Hmm. Revenge, indeed. And have you had it? I have, said Kappa Raza cheerfully. I find it's everything it's been made out to be. You bore Kappa Barsavi some grudge? Ha! Some grudge, yes. It could be said that's why I had his sons murdered while he watched, and then fed him to the sharks he so loved. Old business between the two of you? I have dreamed of Vencarlo Barsavi's ruin for twenty years, said Raza, and now I've brought it about, and I've replaced him. I'm sorry if this affair has been an inconvenience for you, but that is all that I am sorry for. Barsavi was not a kind man, said Vorcenza. He was a ruthless criminal, but he was perceptive. He understood many things the lesser cuppers did not. The arrangement I made with him bore fruit on both sides. And it would be a shame to lose it, said Raza. I admire the secret peace very much, Doña Vorcenza. My admiration for it is quite distinct from my loathing for Barsavi. I should like to see the arrangement continued in full. I gave orders to that effect on the very night I took Barsavi's place. So my agents tell me, said Doña Vorcenza, but I must confess I had hoped to hear it in your own words before now. My delay was unavoidable, 
said Raza. But there we are. I have terrible manners to which I readily admit. Allow me to make it up to you. How so? I should greatly enjoy a chance to attend the Duke's Day of Changes feast. I am capable of dressing and acting rather well. I could be introduced as a gentleman of independent means. I assure you no one in Raven's Reach would recognize me. I gazed up at these towers as a boy in Camor. I should like to pay my proper respects to the peers of Camor just once. I would not come without gifts. I have something rather lavish in mind. That, said Doña Vorcenza slowly, may be too much to ask. Our worlds, Caparaza, are not meant to meet. I do not come to your thieves' revels. Yet your agents do, he said cheerfully. No longer. Tell me, why did you order them exiled? The penalty for turncoating among your people is death, so why didn't they merit a knife across the throat? Would you really prefer them dead, Doña Vorcenza? Hardly, but I am curious about your motives. I, for my part, thought they were transparent. I need to have a measure of security. I simply cannot leave your agents lying about underfoot as Barsavi did. Of course, I didn't want to antagonize you more than necessary, so I presumed letting them live would be a friendly gesture. Hmm. Doña Vorcenza, said Raza, I have every confidence that you will begin the work of inserting new agents into the ranks of my people almost immediately. I welcome it. May the most subtle planner win. But we have set aside the main point of this conversation. Caparaza, said the Doña, you do not seem to be a man who needs sentiments wrapped in delicacy to salve his feelings. So let me be plain. It is one thing entirely for the two of us to have a working relationship to preserve the secret peace for the good of all Camor. I am even content to meet with you here, if I must, assuming you are properly invited and escorted, but I simply cannot bring a man of your station into the Duke's presence. That is disappointing, said Caparaza. Yet he can have Giancana Maraggio as a guest, can he not? A man who utilized my predecessor's services on many occasions, and many other captains of shipping and finance who profited from arrangements with Barsavi's gangs. The secret peace enriches every peer of Camor. I am, in effect, their servant. My forbearance keeps money in their pockets, Am I truly so base a creature that I cannot stand by the refreshment tables a while and merely enjoy the sights of the affair? Wander the sky garden and satisfy my curiosity? Caparaza, said Doña Vorcenza, you are plucking at strings of conscience that will yield no sound. I am not the Duke's spider because I have a soft heart. I mean you no insult, truly, but let me frame it in these terms. You have been copper now for barely one week. I have only begun to form my opinion of you. 
You remain a stranger, sir. If you rule a year from now and you maintain stability among the right people and preserve the secret peace, well then, perhaps some consideration could be given to what you propose. And that is how it must be? That is how it must be, for now. Alas, said Kaparaza, this refusal pains me more than you could know. I have gifts that I simply cannot wait until next year to reveal to all the peers of this fair city. I must, with all apologies, refuse your refusal. What on earth do you mean? Falconer. The bonds mage stood up at Doña Vorcenza's writing desk. He'd taken a quill in his hands and set one of her sheets of parchment out before him. Doña Vorcenza, he said as he wrote in a bold, looping script. Angiovesta Vorcenza, is it not? What a lovely name. What a very lovely, very true name. In his left hand the silver thread wove back and forth. His fingers flew, and on the page a strange silver-blue glow began to arise. Angiovesta Vorcenza was outlined in that fire, and across the room the Doña moaned and clutched her head. I am sorry to press my case by less than amiable means, Doña Vorcenza, said Caparaza, but can you not see that it would be to the Duke's very great advantage to have me as his guest? Surely you would not want to deny him those gifts which I would place at his feet with all due respect. I... I cannot say. Yes, said the falconer. Oh, yes, you would be very pleased to accept this idea, to ensure that Caparaza was invited to the Day of Change's feast in the most cordial spirit of good fellowship. The words on the parchment in his hands glowed more brightly. Caparaza, said Doña Vorcenza slowly, you must, of course, accept the Duke's hospitality. You will not be denied, said the falconer. Caparaza must agree to accept your invitation. You simply will not settle for a refusal. I will not... Take no for an answer. And I will not give it, said Raza. You are most kind, Doña Vorcenza, most kind. And my gifts? I have four exquisite sculptures I should like to give to the Duke. I have no need to intrude on his affairs. My men can simply leave them somewhere at the feast with your cooperation. We can bring them to his attention when he is less... Pressed for time. How lovely, said the falconer. You are very fond of this suggestion. Nothing would please me more, Caparaza. Very proper of you. Yes, said Caparaza. It is very proper of me. It is only just. He chuckled, then rose from his seat and waved to the falconer. Doña Vorcenza, said the bonds mage, this conversation has pleased you greatly. You will look forward to seeing Caparaza at the day of changes, and to lending him every assistance in bringing his important gifts into Raven's reach.
He folded the parchment and slipped it into a waistcoat pocket, then made a few more gestures with his silver thread. Doña Vorcenza blinked several times and breathed deeply. Caparaza, she said, must you really go? It has made for a pleasant diversion speaking to you this evening. And I, for my part, have found you the most charming of hostesses, my lady Vorcenza. He bowed from the waist, right foot forward in perfect courtly fashion. But business is pressing everywhere. I must be about mine and leave you to yours. So be it, dear boy. She began to rise, and he gestured for her to stay seated. No, no, don't trouble yourself on our account. We can find our way back down your lovely tower on our own. Pray return to whatever you were doing before I interrupted. It was hardly an interruption, said Doña Vorcenza. I shall see you then on the day of changes. You will accept the invitation? Yes, said Caparaza. He turned and favored her with a smile before he stepped out through the solarium door. I gladly accept your invitation, and I shall see you on the Day of Changes at Raven's Reach. <laughs>